Welcome back to the Out There Podcast. My name is Annie. Today, the question of the day is, should men be getting married in these modern times? The trad cons would say, yes, men should just be getting married. And the red pill space says, no, it's simply too risky for men to be out here marrying these crazy modern women. I'm gonna play a clip of the Daily Wire talking about their criticisms of the red pill movement. Specifically, they call out Pearl and her stance on marriage, her stance that it's too risky for men to get married. Take a listen to the clip and afterwards, I'm going to explain to you what it is that the Daily Wire does not understand about modern women. It's interesting how the meaning of red pill has evolved over the last uh, five years to, to essentially now mean anti, I would say anti-woman, they would say pro-man, but I think it's far beyond pro-man. I think it's decidedly anti-woman in many ways. And you see people who, I think some of them are, are bad actors who are peddling, but then you also see people like, like Pearly Things who, I don't know Pearl, I don't know if she's a bad actor or not. I kind of get the sense that maybe she's just a naive uh, person being kind of dragged along out of half desire to be famous and half probably hasn't read a book. Um, and, and half of that I can relate to. <laughs> but and the other half you can also relate to. <laughs> but I do think it's this interesting question that, that uh, is harder to talk about in one-on-one -on -one settings. It might be a fit this format. Just to talk about what is the role of men and women, what is the role of marriage in a society that has essentially turned its back on the concept of marriage that is legally encoded anti anti-man policies and then into our legal code. The definition of marriage. I mean, abolish the definition. You know, I, it's not, so not anti-man. They've, they've abolished difference. They've abolished right. the difference between men. The distinction itself. Yeah. You know, I, I just went on the Whatever podcast yeah. for my, I, I think it's now my like 28th hour on that, that show. You were, that was six hours. After a three-hour debate on the show. So I, I did was a separate thing? Yeah, I did nine so hours. Did nine basically hours? Straight. Yeah. And I, and, but what? it was, it was worth it. How? It was Why? great. It was great. I really love that show. I love it because you got almost every question. <laughs> I, when when I when I did it the first time, you couldn't pay me. You pay me a million dollars. I wouldn't. No, I love it because the girl, these poor girls, man. The whole thing with that show, which is why it's so funny, is the you get. Hold on, girls. I'll pay you ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're really gonna do it? You're like eleven. No, the thing with that show that makes it very funny is guys go on and they make fun of these girls who have only fans who are like 18 and don't know anything. And then the guys completely destroy them. And then the girls look like dummies. And then the clip goes viral. And I, I felt it would be wrong to do that. I felt I might get a lot of views, but I might also burn in hell for eternity. And I thought about it for a moment. And then I thought, no, okay, I, I won't do it. And so I went on. And you I have a rule. Never give the audience what they want. Yeah, exactly. Never. <laughs> like, I was. I went on a great Michael discourse about the, the Treaty of Augsburg. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, so I, I go on there, and I, I just felt it's not these girls' fault. All of them have some weird family situation. None of them. We live in a culture that teaches them a ton of lies. They don't. They don't. They, they have no education. Even if they went to good schools, they have no education. They don't. So I, I felt, okay, let's just talk about what's really going on here. And they're victims of feminism, and the red pill guys are victims of feminism. And the irony about the red pill guys, I sympathize with them a lot, a lot of ways. The family courts are totally stacked against dudes. The culture promotes divorce and abolish the definition of marriage and blah, blah, blah. But the, the red pill guys are feminists. Their, their sense of men and women is basically That's this. Right. It's just that men and women are interchangeable. Yes. And go around, screw around, you owe nothing to women. If it's good for women, it's good for men. And that's just a lie. You know, the, the fundamental unit of society is actually not the individual. Right. I love individual rights. It's good to be an individual. 
the, unit, the fundamental unit of society is the family. It's men and women together who have a love that becomes so real that sure. you make more people. Well, to have, to have an atom, you have to have a proton and an electron, right? So mm -hmm. it's like a man is a proton. Like, very important, but essentially nothing until it's unified. To have Adam, you need to have an Eve. No, I, that's where I thought he was going. That's where I thought he was and going. And then I was going to, I thought he was mm -hmm. going to go for the Steve thing. And yeah. I was just going <laughs> that's why I, not Steve. <laughs> I've always uh, two the, protons and Adam does not make. <laughs> I dare say. I've always with the red pill, you know, and, and I've and I've been in many uh, uh, altercations with with the red. I've run afoul of the red pill crowd many times talking about these issues. And the question I've always had for them that they've never answered, and I'd love to hear an answer from any of them, is that, you know, because I agree with 95% of their criticisms, uh, uh, as you point out, the family courts and it's how it's stacked against men and so on and so forth. What's the other option? Like, okay, we agree with all that. So then men should just be alone and, and give up on their, on their bloodline and die and their bloodline is extinguished. Like what you are suggesting is despair. You, you are telling men, men are already feeling despair. They're feeling meaninglessness. They're feeling mm -hmm. lost. They're feeling alone. Uh, they're feeling like everything's stacked against them. And so your answer to them is, yeah, well, just that, that's the, be, be in despair and then die. And my, my point is that, that that's, just, that's just not an okay answer. That can't be the answer. And, Am I missing this? What is the red pill no marriage thing? I feel like I'm pretty in the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's a big deal. Am I missing? Like, yeah. I feel like I've totally missed this. Yeah, that's, they, the, that's their, whole, their whole position. They, they think that, that what marriage men are, is a... Men are, what men are anti-marriage? Well, yeah, that's the point. They, they shouldn't be, you know, but it's... No, but they, he's right. This is true. All the guys so, that pop up on our Twitter feed. But tell me, I'm, I'm actually missing this. Well, I, this I, I didn't know the marriage thing. I'm very pro-marriage. Pearl made that argument. Yes. Okay. The argument, literally, men should not get married. Okay. Because the institution... But are men listening to that? Like, are men saying that men shouldn't get married, or is that a woman saying that a man shouldn't get married. Well, Pearl, it, I think that there are examples of men saying it as well, but I think Pearl is sort of a, a prominent, one of the prominent voices. A lot of the people But she's not married. Reading, no, no, no. Yeah, no. okay, so then that, that, I think that's, first, that's, that's a huge thing, right? I mean, obviously, it's like listening to people that don't have kids tell you why you shouldn't have kids. Like, it <laughs> doesn't really work, right? Because when you're telling them about what changes inside of you when you get married, and I think it's very easy to gravitate towards that. That is a feminist message, not to get married. And if her argument is... If your quarrel is with the courts, I could agree with you. Like, you know, the courts have done tons of things that are awful. So, that I, disagree. Well, I, I don't even agree necessarily with the courts taking marriage at all. It was a church thing, and they took it, and this is how we ended up with, with gay marriage rights, which I'm very much opposed to. Well, I would say um, that a big part of the red pill thing that we would all probably agree with is they diagnose actual problems. So right. when Pearl or, or other people in the movement come along and say, this is a major problem in society, Right. I almost always agree with them. Yeah. It's when they get to the prescription that I think that the, that it That's falls right. apart. The prescription being, you know, lashing out at women generally, or or well, embracing the, despair, or not yeah, uh, kind no, of nihilism. That's a feminist message. I mean, the, you, the that, that is a, a fundamentally to be anti-family. I don't understand how you could identify as a conservative at all, yeah. because everything that the left is trying to do, every Marxist principle, every feminist principle, is about disrupting. You know, the family unit. It's what connects everything from the climate change lobby to don't, you know, don't have kids, the planet's gonna die, to yep. feminism, you know, be like men, we should be like men. It's all a disruption of the family unit. And if you if you are now arguing in favor of something that's fundamentally Marxist, then you have to examine whether or not you're conservative at all. That would, would be my pushback on that. What we're trying to I, I haven't heard any men say that they're anti so Maybe I need to just. No, I, I have. A lot of, I don't want to yeah, give them press because they're all jerks to me online. Okay. But, they, but there are a handful of these guys. And the, the irony of it is they, they put, put themselves out there to be these big, virile, you know, pinnacles of masculinity. But their anthropology is fundamentally, for lack of a better word, 
gay, right? Their, their anthropology is fundamentally sterile. And it's, it's saying, yeah, we shouldn't get married. We shouldn't have kids. We should just have sterile uh, relations with <laughs> random women. And, and so it's kind of how the irony that, you know, we end up at, at the, the topic that no, no one's allowed to name anymore that Matt made a movie about. And, uh, you know, people say, well, that's so crazy. You know, we should dial that back. But that's just a consequence of the very same sexual revolution that has said for many decades now that men and women are, are exactly the same, which comes from feminism, right? So Horseshoe theory. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, th this, the logical conclusion of Gloria Steinem is these red pill bros, and they don't, e they don't even realize it. Well, I'm, what, I'm what I, radically pro-marriage. What I, what I run into a lot, of, I mean, whether these people identify as red pill or not doesn't, doesn't really matter, but when I talk about marriage on my show, and I promote it, and I talk about my own experiences with marriage, uh, I hear all the time. I mean, the comments are full of people who are conservative who are saying, well, well, that's just your experience. That's a, that's a, you know, you, you know, you got lucky, you have it easy. Yes. And, uh, and so, and, and you're trying to trick men into this deal that isn't going to work for them uh, just because you happen to find a good woman. And, and that, and that's the kind of defeatist mentality. I, I hear it all the time, yes. all the time. And, and what I want to say to these men is like, it's, no, it's it's an easy way to dismiss it, but we're all married in this room. We're all happily married, so we didn't get lucky. It's like you you, just, you have to work at it every single day. It's a, it's an it's a choice that you make, and there's a lot of women out there who are looking to make that choice also. So the first thing I want to talk about is Michael Knowles saying that he didn't want to just basically dunk on these women. He thought it wouldn't be fair if he went on this podcast and was too harsh to them because they don't know what they're doing and they're basically just victims of feminism. And what I think is happening is Michael makes the same mistake that feminists make. So feminists are making, or they want this huge push of women to go into STEM. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So they say there's not enough women in these spaces. We want them in these spaces. We're going to implement some DEI practices. DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. We're going to implement these DEI practices that basically say your organization needs to prioritizing hiring women, not because they had the merit and they, they deserve to be there based on their hard work, but rather because they have the right body parts. So you're basically just saying, you know, you know, put this person into the job because they're the right gender not because they have the mirror. This is technically a discriminatory practice that is supposed to be illegal, but that is the implicit idea behind these DEI practices. And what I think is so terrible about these DEI practices, although I guess there's a lot of things I think is terrible about it, but one of the things is it's basically insulting to women. These feminists are saying to women, you are too dumb, you are too, like, you're, you're just too stupid to, to work hard enough in order to be deserving of the job based on your merit. You instead, because you're so incapable of working hard, you need a handout from us, from us, the feminists. Okay, and unfortunately, I love Michael Knowles, but that's sort of what he's saying when he goes on this podcast and he's saying, I'm not going to dunk on these women because I'm going to be nice to them. I have mercy for them or whatever. They're too dumb. He's saying they're too dumb to have made an informed choice about whether or not to go on the podcast. What Michael Knowles doesn't realize is that these women did use their prefrontal cortex to make a decision about whether or not to go on the whatever podcast. They're not stupid. They just have different values. Those values aren't things, aren't the traditional values that I have and that probably Michael has or definitely Michael has. These are values like fame, status, and money. And so these women said, oh, the whatever podcast is a huge show on YouTube. They get tons of followers. Okay, I like followers. I want followers on Instagram and more importantly on their OnlyFans so they can get subscribers and make money.
money. And so I'm going to go on the whatever podcast. I also just want to throw it as a side note. A lot of people, there's articles written about, oh, it's so mean that, you know, these women go on there and they're, and they're made to look dumb by these men who like know more things than the women who go on there. I think when you watch the show and I've watched quite a few clips from the show, the women who go on there really believe in what they're saying. They don't think they're being dunked on. They don't think that they're, they look bad. They think that they're like making these really rational points. They think they're making these, they're painting like this really amazing picture of how reality should and, and should and does and does work. And so we're treating these people with kid gloves. They don't even want the kid gloves. They don't think that they're saying anything crazy. And so this brings me to, we're gonna transition to Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh just says, you know, what are men going to do? They're just not going to get married anymore. Is that really, what's the alternative? And the answer is maybe, like maybe men aren't going to get married. The analogy I'm gonna make is, is a roommate analogy, okay? Obviously when you're trying to, when you're thinking about whether or not to have roommates, the ideal is to have a great roommate, roommate is to have your best friend as a roommate. Nobody actually likes being on their own. Everyone pretends, oh, I'm, this is my feminist moment, I'm gonna live on my own. But everybody would prefer to live in community with people that they love. That's, you know, that's, there's no debate about that. But then what happens next is you're comparing, should I live alone or should I pick a really terrible roommate? And the reality is everybody would pick to live alone over, okay, over living with a terrible roommate. This is a roommate who is going to be partying all the time. He or she is bringing back people to sleep with at all hours of the night. They don't do their dishes. Maybe they write you mean notes and they slide them under your door. Maybe they, they, they don't clean up after themselves. They're doing other nefarious things. Maybe they're smoking something they're not supposed to be smoking. I mean, I could pick, I could paint a really terrible picture of what it's like to have a terrible roommate at this point it's better to live on your own obviously and so this is the calculation that men are doing when they're saying I, i'm not going to get married to these women they're not saying i don't want to get married at all you know and it's even sad it's sad for men to realize that they're that, that they're not going to get married but they just realize that being married to a woman who prioritizes her values like i said her values are the fame status and money her values aren't God, family values and, and virtue. Her values are the fame, status and money. So he's just realizing marry, being married to this type of woman is going to absolutely ruin my life. This woman, by the way, is going to pursue those values at any cost. That woman doesn't care if she destroys her marriage in the process of doing that. Because again, her values aren't the family values that Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles and myself all share. And so maybe you say, Annie, okay, Annie, you know, they on the whatever podcast, they pick the craziest women to go on there. They want to create good content. So they pick women on the extremes of modern behavior. They pick women with, you know, 10 million subscribers on OnlyFans and women who have a, a body count of 100. And they just pick these terrible women because they want the likes. They want the outrage. They want the comments. They want the likes. This translates to money. Okay. And what I would say to that type of person and it's probably a critique that, or a point that Daily Wire is likely to make. By the way, I love the Daily Wire, but this is just one thing we disagree on. Okay, the person who makes the point that women who aren't on the whatever podcast are normal, I don't want to be mean, but they're just a little bit out of touch with modern women. And I just want to say this. It's like probably a good thing that the men at the Daily Wire are out of touch. I mean, it would be a little strange if they were like super in touch with what was going on with modern women, because these are like middle-aged married men with families. Like I don't expect them to be hanging out with, with the modern women of, of today. I would be concerned if they were. And so I'm going to give you a description of what young modern women are like. 
Okay. And I've lived in super secular DC and I've also lived in the South and I see these types of traits across all women. So it's unfortunate just by by virtue of going to the church, um, does not solve all of your dating issues. You don't necessarily find a perfect woman just because you go to like a church in the South. And so what are those problems that, that all, all these women across all these regions share? First of all, nobody can cook. <laughs> I'm like, guys, like you have to eat something. Are we just eating Doritos every day? What's going on? A lot of women have slept around. Okay. And there's varying body counts, but the body count isn't zero. Okay. The body count isn't zero. And so it's going to be almost impossible. If you want to get married, honestly, I think both men and women, and if you want to get married, you know, soon, it's, it's likely that you're going to have to overlook, um, the fact that your spouse might have slept around. That's a big deal. I don't want that to be the case, but unfortunately, if you want to get married, you have to sort of overlook that. I'm not saying that's a good thing. Okay. We have all these women who are out of shape. I, most of the people I meet, I don't want to be mean, but like people who aren't fit don't understand this. When I walk outside my door, um, most of the people I interact with need to lose at least 20 pounds. We don't realize this because we have become so used to seeing chubby people that you think, oh, that's just a normal size person. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. Take a look at this picture of, um, you know, people in the old days walking down the street with their fit bodies. Okay. Everybody was not carrying around 20 to 30 pounds of extra weight that they shouldn't have. And yet that is what modern women are doing. Uh, nobody loves young women enough to tell them that your dating prospects will greatly improve if you lose the weight. That is the number one thing you can do to improve your dating prospects. I know it's not always the message we want to hear, but I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. So let's just stay on track with what are the problems with um, what are the problems with these modern women? Okay. Not only are they extremely fat. Okay. <laughs> they also have these psychological problems. I think these psychological problems come from all sorts of places, including women get absolutely wrecked by these promiscuous relationships. Also, nobody's in church. So no one knows that they're valuable. No one thinks that they matter. They're also, I mean, I'm sort of curious. I don't know enough about this, but there is talk that this hormonal birth control, it can, can really negatively affect young women. And I know it affects some people differently than it does other, but others, but there are women saying, Oh my God, I, when I was on the birth control, I couldn't stop crying. Everything was a big deal. It was like horrible. So some women are negatively affected psychologically by this hormonal birth control. Finally, it's a big, big deal that young women don't understand that they need to be bringing things to the table in terms of, in terms of what they're offering in the dating marketplace. Women are taught both from feminism and also from the church that they're valuable because of their body parts, because they're a woman, they should have access to special treatment. They're not being told that if you want that guy who has a good job and is nice to his kids and is nice to you and is, is fit, he's not overweight. You're going to have to bring things to the table. You have to fit all of the aforementioned problems. You have to figure out how to cook. You have to get a healthy weight. You can't be psychologically a disaster in order for this man to get interested in you. Otherwise they're not going to, they're not going to be interested. You're not exactly sounding like a catch. Okay. I don't want to be mean. And I don't think the men at the daily wire would be falling over themselves to marry these modern women. Now the observation that there's something sort of off about what modern women are bringing to the table in, in terms of, of dating, is not just something observational. Although I do think observations and just talking to people is a powerful form of knowledge, but just for kicks, we also have data. We have these new studies coming out showing that men have 
uh, the percentage of men who are conservative has stayed relatively stable over time, but the percentage of women who are now identifying as liberal has shot up in, in remarkable proportions. And so here we have men and women getting further apart in terms of what their values are. And by the way, it's very difficult to marry somebody who you don't share the same values with. Um, my question is, are these women leftists? Okay. Cause on the left now, we have different groups of individuals. It's no longer that everyone's a classical liberal. I tend not to have a lot of problems with classical liberals. These are people who like free speech. They're for civil rights. They're against the racism, obviously. Um, they they used to be a little harsher on crime, okay? They used to be like, you know, criminals should go to jail, not get like a hug, okay? Not get a hug. Now we have some, now we have some on the left who are, who are leftists, okay? They are leftists. These are people who don't prioritize the family unit. They, they are in favor of discriminatory DEI practices. They love the socialism. They're ashamed of America. They have like these crazy values. Okay. The list goes on. They have these crazy values. No one wants to marry a leftist. And yet I think those are the values that a lot of young women are adopting because a lot of these young women are going to colleges where colleges are promoting absolutely insane ideas. And so here we are, we're back to the roommate analogy. Uh, is it better to have a, a horrible marriage or is it better to just be alone? And given that the gulf between men and women is just getting bigger, the divide in values, the divide in expectations about how the marriage is going to work, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I think that explains obviously why men are saying, I'm going to do the MGTOW thing. I'm going to men going their own way. They're going to just not get married. They don't want to get married. The solution to all of this, no one's going to like the solution, but I have to say it. The, the, the solution to this is female oriented. Okay. And I already hear people are saying, well, I have this list of problems that like men need to work on. These are, this is the list of things that, that men need to work on. And to the woman who's saying that, I just want to tell you that men are very motivated by their testosterone to pursue interactions with women. They're so motivated that if women focus on raising the bar for themselves, if women raise the bar for their standard of living, for their values, for their psychological health, men will rise to the occasion. Men tend to want to be worthy of the woman that he is pursuing. And you know this anecdotally, I mean, suddenly, you know, a teenage boy who's like never takes a shower, he's interested in a girl, and suddenly he's in Bath and Body Works getting, you know, well, I don't, what, what's the male equivalent of Bath and Body Works? He's getting the soap, he's getting, he, he's getting some real shampoo and conditioner, he's not just using three in one, okay? He's not just using three in one, because he wants to attract the attention of this girl. And so I think the approach that we need to take to modern women is not the kid gloves approach, of Michael Knowles and the feminists, even though I love the Daily Wire and Michael Knowles. The approach we need to be taking is a be angry, sin not approach. This is from um, Ephesians. It, the Ephesians is not directed at women, but that is just, it says be angry, sin not in chapter four. And so the, what we have to say to women is you're ruining your life. This OnlyFans, the sexual promiscuity, the obesity, um, whatever, what else? Psychological problems. This is destroying your life. Okay. And we love you. Okay. And we love you. And so I can't lie to you. And I'm not going to say that that bigger is beautiful because it's not, and it's objectively not good for your health. I'm not going to say that the promiscuity is empowering because it's not, it's going to leave you with emotional problems. I'm going to tell women the truth. I think a lot of people should be telling women the truth and you do it in love. You do it because you love them 
and um, everybody else is telling them horrible messages for their life. And I'm also going to tell women the truth because I believe women can handle it. I believe that women are totally competent enough to, to not only handle the truth, but also to have the agency to fix the problems in their life. Women might be wondering, well, what do I get out of this? Okay, what do I get out of this? I have to do all this work to make myself healthier. I got to learn how to cook. I got to lose the weight. What do I get out of this? Well, first of all, life is just objectively better when you're healthier. Uh, when you can move around, when you're not out of breath after you walk up steps, when you can fit into your clothes and you can wear fun things. I mean, everything does not look good on a bigger body. You got to sort of like limit what you wear. When you're thin, you can wear whatever it is you want. When you're psychologically healthy, it's, it's life is better. You know, I'm a person I tend to worry a lot. I've been working on that for a long time and I'm sort of coming out of it. And as you come out of it, you're like, oh my God, like life is not, there's not that much to worry about. This is like a lot more fun. Life is a lot more fun than it used to be. You know, I just enjoy my life better when I'm healthier. I think that's true for everybody. But the other reason women should care about improving themselves is because then you can command the man of your dreams. There's all these women on these dating apps and they are, they're liking the hottest guy on the dating app and they're not sure why the hottest guy is not liking them back. They don't, they're not sure why they can't get a text back from the hottest guy on the dating app. And I have to tell you, ladies, you're not bringing anything to the table. You're not bringing enough things to the table in order to get that guy's attraction. And so you need to change. If you're not getting the, the, the results in dating that you want, again, as I've said a million times, we got to learn how to cook. We got to lose the weight. Losing the weight is the number one thing you can do. We got to get psychologically healthy with ourselves. If you don't want to change, that's fine. I mean, it's your life. It's a free country for now. I, mean, I don't know how long the freedom's going to last. It's already being, it's already being limited. If, you know, if that's news to you, you know, maybe, maybe get on Twitter and, and see what's going on. But anyways, you don't have to change. You don't have to change, but then you have to accept, I'm not going to be able to command as high of a value of a man as I would like. I'm going to have to settle. Women don't want to settle. Okay. They don't want to settle. They don't think they should have to settle. They think they're special because they have certain, certain body parts. And so what we're ending up with is a marriage crisis. We have, we have men not interested in women uh, because they're not bringing anything to the table and they're really unhealthy. And we have women not interested in changing because they don't think they have to. I agree with the Daily Wire that marriage is totally positive. It's something that a society needs to have for all sorts of reasons in, in, in order for that society to be healthy. But right now, the marriage, the marriage situation is looking bleak. And until women are willing to step up to the plate, men are going to continue to, to not be interested and not marry these women. What do you think? Do you think men should get married uh, even despite the fact that these modern women are so dysfunctional? Let me know in the comments. I'll see you guys in the comments and on the next episode.